Paramount Plus and the National Park Foundation present A Mountain of Zen. This Earth Week, you can live stream seven national parks for seven days on Paramount Plus. Paramount Plus, official streaming partner of the National Park Foundation. Bucknutters. It is Tuesday, July 12th, 2022. I am Dan Rubin. This is the Bucknuts Morning Five and Change. Joined today, as always, on Tuesdays by Dwayne Long. We had a little respite in there. People have been on vacation. People have hopped back on. We are back in our groove now. I think it's going to be from here on out, much more smooth sailing. And today we have got a ton to get into. If you are listening on the podcast, please give us a five-star review on one of your many, many podcast platforms. If you're watching on YouTube or the Twitter or the Book of Face, give us all your likes, etc. Please ask us whatever questions are burning inside you. We will take a bunch of them here at the end of the show. Dwayne and I have been off for a little bit in terms of having a show together, so we are going to do a review of some commitments. Dwayne, how goes it? How are the pups? Well, I was going to bring them up. They're quite active this morning, so Buckeye Nation, we might get interrupted by uh, uh, Boogie and and Roxy, Uh, but they're they're outside running now. They found a squirrel, and they could not be happier. We are not going to go into the weather. It's slightly overcast, but let's talk about three commitments that Ohio State has received recently. We're going to go in reverse chronological order here and start with Jason Moore, defensive end out of DeMatha Catholic in Hyattsville, Maryland, the D.C. area. You know the school. It is the alma mater of Chase Young and many, many other fine athletes. Your thoughts on the addition of the four-star defensive lineman. Not sure it's clear yet whether he's an end or a tackle. Yeah, I I was grinning ear to ear. I watch this guy's film and just how smooth. He's one of those guys that moves so fluidly that you don't you, you think he's not really trying hard. Uh, he does a great job of keeping himself clean. He's got the burst. He's got the first step. He's got the size. As you said, he could be a, a tackle or an end here. Uh, most kids his size, 265 pounds, I think they list him at uh, currently. Or maybe that's a, a season weight. Anyway, kids that size as juniors in high school are uh, usually going to end up uh, in, in the, as a defensive tackle. But this kid is so athletic. He could play strong side defensive end. Uh, and be an NFL caliber player at 280, 285 pounds. Just a big kid that can really move. Very good athlete. Just, you know, we we didn't think we had a shot there for a while, and then all of a sudden, kid visits and bang, it's over. So that's a huge get. We need defensive linemen badly, and uh, getting him a player of that quality 
yeah, that's a big plus. You know, we're inclined to compare him to Chase Young because of the lineage there. But if I were looking for a player to compare him to that's been a Buckeye, I would say he's more in the Cam Hayward mold that he might end up being like the prototype 3-4 defensive end, which is kind of a hybrid spot anyway. But fantastic prospect. I am a DMV mark. You guys know that. And the idea of adding guys from DeMatha, which the only thing you know about DeMatha is the next guy coming up is going to be just as good or maybe better. Another guy they added to the mix, Miles Walker, the offensive lineman from New England. Not as highly rated as the other dudes. Do you see the potential in, in him that the Ohio State staff obviously did? Oh, absolutely, I do. First, I want to say the first name that jumped into my mind when I was, I don't like to do comparisons, but one that sometimes players do make me think, okay, he reminds me of such and such. Players are so unique, but uh, Cam Hayward, that's the name that came into my mind when I uh, when I looked at this kid as what he can be. Um, now, uh, I loved Walker from the moment I saw him. I, I remember thinking, how is this guy not – how is – there are so few schools in on this guy. He's got a great frame. God, he's going to be 310, 315 pounds and still be moving just like he is now. I love his tenacity. He gets after it. He plays to the whistle. He moves great. This kid is going to be a steal for us, Buckeye Nation. Don't, don't pay any attention to his rating. His ranking. This kid, talk about upside. Talk about uh, uh, just raw potential. This kid, I'm really excited about what he can be. Yeah, offensive linemen, like we've said in the past, everybody can identify the Paris Johnsons of the world, but the skill in the staff is really picking these dudes out. I mean, there was no march downtown when Corey Lindsley committed or Pat Elfline or guys like that. And they were turned into tremendous players. So I'm always a little bit hesitant to judge the offensive linemen. They're growing. Most of those guys don't play in high school against guys of similar ilk. So I trust in Justin Fry. Let's finish with another dude who I know Bill Kerlick is super high on. And when Bill is this high on a guy, then I get this high on a guy. And that is Calvin Simpson hunt. I want to say it's Waxahachie, Texas. He was committed to Texas Tech. Um, yes, Ohio State does not recruit normally against Texas Tech, but I think that was more of a regional deal. There's a belief that he is almost the best man corner out there. Your thoughts on him once he committed? Oh, yeah. I was, the first thing that hit my mind, Dan, is this, I bet Texas Tech is throwing a natural fit they are losing their minds because they don't get kids like this he was the first thing came out of my mouth when i uh after i saw his tape i posted this on uh on the board was uh uh this kid's better than texas tech he's not going to stick and Mm -hmm. look what happened we went in there went after him didn't care about their verbal and and went in there and got a really good cornerback he's got good size there's a run and the pass uh, uh, plays in different uh, situations. You know, I love to see him first be man cover guys. But then I also want to see him, how comfortable are you in zone? Are you overly aggressive? 
Well, you know, what what I want to I like seeing play zone in high school some. Uh, but this kid, he can do it all. And his, his upside. I think when we look back on this class, um, it's ranked the number one class right now. But I think that we're going to see a number of players that we, we took them and we're looking at the upside. They were going to get better. They had just hit their stride. I think that that's the one thing that's going to define this class is how many players that, you know, everyone was going in was saying who, and, and we see them on the other side in the NFL. So uh, that's the one thing about this class that I really, uh, I really like. And it shows how well the staff is recruiting. They're going off the board and getting mm-hmm. really talented kids that nobody was talking about. I mean, uh, Dijon Johnson, that's one. A Rogers receiver, guys that just weren't on the radar, and all of a sudden we found them and we're like, wow, where's this guy been? Uh, Matthews at that uh, uh, at so I think he's at Wenton Woods. That kid is a phenomenal football player. Should be a four star. Uh, and and just these guys that just weren't on the radar that are looking really good. Agreed. And, you know, most classes, especially at Ohio State, are headlined by the quarterback. And we've talked a ton about how the class of 2023 does not have a quarterback in it because of the fact that, well, no one's committed yet. That's stating the obvious. But Dylan Rayola, I can make a very strong argument that I would rank Dylan Rayola as the number one player in high school football right now. Class of 2024, quarterback committed to Ohio State. Obviously, that's going to have an effect on those in 2023. It does seem like the heat has been turned up on Austin Novasad from Dripping Springs, Texas. So we go from Waxahachie to Dripping Springs. Not at a loss for interesting names in the Lone Star State. What's interesting to me is he's been committed to Baylor. He now just got an offer from Texas A&M, which is his parents' alma mater. So behind closed doors, he must be sending out vibes that he's interested in looking around still. It does seem like these are the last ones in the mix. What's your vibe on the whole thing? Do you think it's a make or break kind of commitment or is this just gravy to a quarterback room that is already loaded with future pros? Well, that's right. That's where I go with. Uh, I, I am not a fan of, of going after him, actually. Uh, I've said this on the, we had a discussion about this on the message board, uh, last week when it looked like, uh, this kid might flip. Uh, I just, with what we have, you know, yeah, we're losing Barnett. Uh, see, I was getting ready to call him CJ Barnett. I've been watching, uh, old films. Uh, <laughs> we're going to lose our quarterback this year and I'm not scared. I like what we've got there, and we got Rayola coming in. I would, Dan, I'm telling you, I would look for a quality uh, uh, graduate to come in here and be the backup. We don't want to throw a guy that's never been on the field in the game anyway. How about just go get a veteran in case of an emergency? We need somebody to go in there and uh, who's, who's played in a college football game. I think that would be a nice move. And with the talent that we've got here, I don't see this guy being a starter. Uh, I mean, he's committed to Baylor. The only other school that I'm aware of at this point that came in after we came in is Texas A&M. 
and mm-hmm. and his parents being an alma mater, who knows uh, uh, how that impacted uh, the decision of, of Texas A and M to come in on this kid. I I just I would go another direction with this and uh, put my uh, put my money on on the quarterback room that we've got right now. Dan, we've got too many holes. We've got offensive line. How many people out there listening saw the backup offensive line and and didn't have a nightmare that night? That uh, during the spring game, it was just we had film from practice. The backup offensive line. You've got Fryer, and then it's the field, and the field is just not impressing so far. We lose three starters. We're losing Matthew Jones. He's a senior. Uh, Dewan Jones, he's a senior and would probably be going anyway. And uh, Paris Johnson, I haven't seen a mock draft that doesn't have him going off in the top ten. So uh, we're losing three starters, and the guys that uh, are looking like potential uh, uh, who are going to step into the starting lineup? They just seem other than Fryer. It seems like there's a uh, a long way to go there. So we've got to get more offensive linemen in here. Defensive line. We lose five defensive linemen. Five. So we we want to get a few more defensive linemen in here. We got two quality defensive linemen. Smith. Um, Will, Will Smith's son uh, looks like he's enough. Another one of those guys, it's just going to be one of those kids. He started off going, who? And it's impressing uh, over the summer. Looking like more of a tackle now, no end or tackle. Uh, he's going to be a tackle now. Um, but, yeah, he's another one. We need to get more defensive linemen, offensive linemen. I don't see the need for take quarterback. Uh, we need to focus on getting those linemen in here on both sides. Credit to Ryan O. I forgot this. Uh, Notre Dame actually offered Novasad yesterday as well. Very bizarre to me. I don't. I don't really understand what's going on there. Um, I mean, I assume uh, Ohio State could turn up the heat if you listen to his most recent or read his most recent story. Um, he's talking to Corey Dennis. Novasad is four times a week, so they want him. Um, just a very interesting situation. All right, we're going to take a quick break for those on the podcast. Come back and tackle your questions here. All right. Every sport has their big, juicy controversy. Boxing has the Mike Tyson ear bite. Cycling has Lance Armstrong. Baseball has its steroid era. Curling has Broomgate. It's a story of broken relationships, houses divided, corporate rivalry, and a performance-enhancing broom. It was a year I'd like to forget. Broomgate, available now. And we are back. Lavie Smith must know it's uh, time for Dwayne because he, he steps into your wheelhouse. Dwayne, do you believe Ohio State's offensive line is national caliber good? And will the defensive line be SEC caliber? I believe the offensive line is going to be even better this year. I think we're better coached for one thing. I just got uh, – I was never a fan of Stud going back when he was hired. Uh, uh I, I had something to say about that um, on the yes, old Bucknets when he was uh, getting hired. Uh, I think we're better there. We, 
we've got veterans on the offensive line, uh, talented veterans. I like where we're at with that. Uh, on the defense, it's a it's a we'll see thing. You know, we thought that um, we thought that Harrison would be a kid that would be going. He'd be in the NFL this year. He didn't show that last year. We got the younger guys who didn't play enough for us to really do anything, but get excited about their potential. Uh, and and Sawyer and JT Tuamuloa, uh, those two. But that's it. That's it. A number of tackles. We're going to lose more. We've got to get some more defensive linemen in here. We need, I would say, two to three more minimum and two to three more on the offensive line. We've got to get these guys in here. And we're at 18 right now. So, uh, you know, we like to stay away from that, that um, what do you call it, the X they give you the that you can go to 28. We have not really done a, a job of, of taking advantage of that. I think we should. But uh, anyway, um, when you start looking at, at the number of linemen we need to offer, we need, we need to get two or three more in here on both, both sides. I just don't see the need for the quarterback. Let's get these linemen in here. Uh, what, the, what our defensive line now uh, for this year, I think we have potential there. We've got potential. It's Devin step up last year. David Belashik says, good morning, Dan and Dwayne. You know, good morning, Dave. System. Oh, and uh, Tyler. We've got a little bit of a delay here, Dwayne, so just chill for me for a sec. David Belashik. Good morning, Dan and Dwayne. Should we be a little uncomfortable or nervous with the recruitment of John Walker? I will handle this. John Walker has become the, I don't know if he's the favorite recruit, but he's definitely a guy that I think everybody wants, partially because he's, he's that classic uh, defensive tackle um, that we have just not been able to recruit here as well as we have at end. I am very high, obviously, on Talik Williams and Mr. Hall, but University of Central Florida has emerged as a competitor for John Walker, given where he lives. Maybe this is just my uh, Ohio State bias here, but I cannot believe Ohio State will lose a recruitment to University of Central Florida in the NIL era when I'm sure travel can be arranged for anyone to come see him play, so... I'm very, con- very confident to stretch. I'm extremely optimistic and somewhat confident John Walker will be a Buckeye. Um, let's take another question. Um, <coughs> Dwayne Yakov 22 says, we need to tell the Finnish offensive tackle, Olas Allenen, that Alabama summers are too hot for him. He can barely take an Ohio summer. As a guy who's been doing headlines since the late 90s for newspapers and then the internet, I just want to be able to do a headline for Ohio State that says, what a finish. F-I-N-N-I-S-H. So we can end that recruitment with an Ohio State commitment. 
Dwayne, how important is it for Ohio State to add the prototypical left tackle from Europe? It's it's hugely important. Now, I think we we you know we've got one with Walker and Montgomery could be a left tackle, but you know we need to get some bodies in, some talented kids, uh, and get them ready to, to be three holes next year, Dan. We need three starters, and uh, that's, that's I I these guys as you made point earlier, offensive linemen are the hardest to evaluate. You're talking about a very, and you're evaluating them at such an early uh, stage in, in their uh, in their growth that uh, you never know what you're going to get. So hopefully these guys will just mature and we're going to have uh, uh, a line we can be uh, uh, build a, a championship team around next year again. All right, we're having a little bit of static here. Wow, look at that one. Southeast Asia. Good Lord. Buckeyes do travel, that's for sure. All right. Uh, so with the NIL out there, be devil ass. I'll take this one. Would a graduate come in to be a backup? I do think uh, quarterback-wise you can pull this off. We've talked about this in detail. I think if Ohio State had their druthers, they would add – uh, depth at the offensive line spots, but I don't think anybody's transferring to Ohio State to be a backup. And then you got to ask yourself, who's good enough to come in here and start right away? Nobody that's going to transfer. So they're kind of caught uh, rocking a hard place right there. I will take this one as well. With Georgia's recent success, transfer quarterbacks, does Ohio State have to worry about them trying to make a move on some of our guys? I think it's 52 pickup with quarterbacks every year. Kind of got to assess the situation. Let's see how this thing goes. Let's If C.J. Stroud is healthy for an entire season, very few snaps to go around, but who knows what can go from there. I am very confident that no matter what happens, Ohio State is going to have plenty of quarterbacks. When you are putting guys into the first round like they are and you are throwing the ball to first-round receivers, I don't think it's going to be very difficult for Ohio State to attract the best of the best. And they're just very good at it. So, um, yeah, that's where, that's where that goes. All right, last one. Dwayne, I'm going to let you take this. Name a player that is out of the spotlight that you expect to have a breakout year for Ohio State. Uh, I'm going to say Royer the tight end that's a they good one they're really excited about his potential he's just uh, a big wide receiver he is um, but, uh, uh, we're going to find him alright sorry about that Dwayne made it almost the whole show without technical difficulties those of you scoring at home I still think we take the win for that but uh, I'm open to your commentary Dwayne was saying that Joe Royer is his guy. Can't blame him. I'm very interested to see what they do with the tight end position. Very interested to see what they do with the tight end position when it comes to recruiting. Um, that's something to look forward to in the near future. Jelani Thurman committing on July the 17th. If you go to his profile right now, 
Auburn, Alabama, Michigan State, and Ohio State are warm. I would listen to what Bill Kerlick has to say on this in the next few days. We are very interested to hear that. We love to add the elite tight ends. And he's also from Georgia. Uh, mind you, I think we're legally obligated to recruit the state of Georgia now in a big way. We appreciate Dwayne stopping by. Once again, sorry for the little bit of technical difficulties at the end. We're making progress, people. Have a good one, Bucknutters. You can now relive the best moments of the UEFA Champions League 24-7. The UEFA Champions League channel is a new 24-hour streaming channel serving non-stop goals, highlights, and full match replays from the world's most prestigious club competition. Reminisce on your favorite moments, legendary players, and brilliant goals with the UEFA Champions League channel, streaming around the clock on Pluto TV and the CBS Sports app.